All right. Welcome to podcast number two, done on the same day as podcast number one at Boston's pad. <laughs> so we have Boston, who is the owner of the pad, or the, the renter of the pad, the bus of, depot. of the bus depot. HQ. So Boston is also a yoga teacher at the same place I work at with Natty. So we talked again with Natty in the last episode a little bit about, probably kicked it off with why she was a, well, got into yoga. So that's probably, I'd start on a similar vein, not to just yogify everything, but... Yeah, so real quick, I got started in yoga because it was an extracurricular course in university. Yeah. It was a elective you could take, and ah. basically, um, I knew nothing about it. Yeah. Got credit for it uh, for my course, my university course. I was the only guy in there, so this was back in 2005. Yeah, definitely, because uh, I did mine in 2000 and. Oh no, fuck. Yeah, there were, you would have been, I did mine in 2016, so you were fully the other, there were uh, hardly any guys. I was, there was no guys. Yeah, like yeah. guys and, are slowly and this coming was, in. Yeah, this was like Midwest America. Yeah, so well. you were the only guy. I was the only guy. <laughs> yeah. um, I was pretty stoked about that. And it was cool because I didn't even know what I was getting into. And the teacher is, went for about 12 weeks long, this, mm-hmm. this course, and we'd have two classes a week. And by the end of it, what she had us do was actually teach a class. Cool. So it wasn't a it wasn't a yoga training course by any means. It was just yeah. like yoga one on one, learning about yoga. But in the end, we actually taught our own class. Yeah, to, to, our, to, to be functionally able to teach a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no accreditation. There was no anything. It was just, but that was pretty cool to do mm. within twelve weeks, not knowing anything. Mm. Two two classes a week, go in and then you taught a yoga class. And that was basically it for me. Mm. Um, what 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 did you like about it? Like, what was it that kind of got you going? Uh, uh, the girls kept me there, but they are kind of close to the door actually. The girls, yeah. the girls always keep you there. Yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> no, it was uh. Especially I'm the only only guy in a uh, whole class. I <laughs> I was um definitely when I got in there, it was uh, I had this idea of spirituality, and I grew up in a religious Catholic family, but it didn't really work for me, and I knew that there was a spiritual side of things, but I didn't really have a way to uh, harness that yeah. or express it, and I think it, that was the basis of where I could basically fundamentally put all that energy into. Mm. Um, and, and at first, of course, it's all these asanas and, mm. you know, as you get into it, deeper into it, you start yeah. to understand yeah, there's yeah. more to it. Yeah, right? it's not just like yeah. we're doing these poses and stretching. Mm, yeah, and breathing. yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, which is what it, yeah. I mean, it, I can see for most people you look on the outside and you're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And it comes in waves, right? Sometimes it's a very essential practice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Balance or this or that, yeah. and yeah, nail that. But when it comes down to this, um, you get into the depths of it. There's so much more to it, right? And I think that that's like when you go into a class and you teach. You try to bring people to have that think it's just about the asanas mm. to just enlighten them with a little bit and maybe just explain the breath. And yeah, this yeah, breath yeah. is part of yoga as well. Like, yeah, why up. are we breathing? Yeah, why is yeah, it? Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Like, I'd say working in sort of, I guess, like more modern yoga and sort of like you know, Australia, kind of westernized, and definitely like the yoga is, you know, got that more asana sort of focus. 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah. got the Lululemon bags and it's got the, yeah. you know, yeah. all that, the Lorna Jane scene. Lorna Jane. Lorna Jane, some good active wear. But <laughs> I would say that something I try to say, which it sounds like you're on the same vein, is like if you don't know what you're doing with your breathing and you're not aware of your breathing and you're not able to modulate your breathing while you're practicing, mm. then for me, I feel like we've moved into a group exercise class. Yeah, I used to be a yeah. personal trainer. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's exactly. a group exercise class. Yeah, that's that's for me. We've we've moved off that 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 sort of track. And 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 you don't want to scare people that are fresh into yoga with a lot of talk about all the all the chakra and the shit. Yeah, you know <laughs> the woo woo coming in. You know, but it's important to grow. Like when you're in the class, you know, don't just work on your getting to a handstand or something. It's yeah, because. It, that's not the end of it. The end. The end of. There's never any end. But coming internally is, um, and making yoga more of a way of living is the more fulfilling practice, and you're gonna get more out of that than just being able to get that, you know, whatever that pose is, um, that you see on Instagram or whatever. So I think, which yeah. might get them into it at the start. Yeah, like, and that's so awesome. That's, that's and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because it's always that side. That achievement is great. It's, it's fulfilling. Yeah, it's like a personal achievement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but um, as far how did you get into yoga? Oh man, it was always kind of there. So I remember as a kid, being like five years old, and being at the library or like someone's house because my mum was like pretty hippie, and like finding yoga books. You know, but like real esoteric ones with like you know yeah. Indian guys in little yeah. white undies, yeah, and it's work. like you know, and there's pictures of snakes, and it's just like it's like it's got this little like a black magic vibe, yeah. and I was always kind of like I always remember reading them as a kid and being like, what is this shit, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then it was always there, and I remember even like attempting stuff when I was you know like reading about how to do types of breathing, and then I remember when I was about. I had a lot of back problems in my early teens um, and I was diagnosed with a spinal condition which basically just was about that I was going to have degeneration of my disc and blah 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 and you know they were wanting to do surgery on my back maybe in my like mid-teens and then my mum sent me and a friend who was like did hatha yoga so I remember being about 14 or something going to a hatha yoga class and being like really tired. Like, I, all I remember the whole class was, like, how tight I was. Because yeah. everyone in my family is, like, they can't get their hands past their knees sort of stuff. Oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a flexible... Yeah. I'm not I'm not a double-jointed person. I'm not a flexible human yeah. being. And pretty much I just started going, noticed my back was getting better. I noticed my surfing was getting better. Um, and then I also noticed probably just like things like concentration and I noticed, uh, you know, when I would get pissed off with something, it wasn't like when I was younger, I was like super fired and getting in fights and stuff at school. So that was always, so it was always there. I was doing breathing work and doing some of the basic asanas, but I didn't actually like decide to teach until... Man, a long time ago. Like, I mean, well, not, not a long time. It took a long time to want to teach. Like, I think I thought about teaching maybe 10 years ago. I remember going to a yoga class, an Iyengar class, and I met this guy who was probably, back then he was probably 40. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty much 40 now. But I remember seeing him just being like, 
that dude's forty. Like it was just like, like he was. Yeah, he's, he was just like he looked healthy. It's like the shit he could do with his body. He was. He wasn't like talking thin. healthy. Be like yeah, healthy. yeah. You could yeah. see he was like the whole shebang. He yeah, wasn't like. Yeah. And this was like before. Like what was that? Two. It's probably similar to when you did. Course about two thousand and six. I, I met this guy. And walking out of his classes, just feeling really calm, really strong, mm. and like it was like it was old, like old school Iyengar, just holding poses, like it's warrior two, perfection, perfection, yeah. you know. And I, I, I sometimes feel that modern yogas miss that a little bit, just the pure get into a pose and really master it and learn to be uncomfortable in it. Mm. I learned heaps from him, and then. He kind of got it. Like, he made me kind of feel like what he did for me, I wanted to do from someone else. And then maybe when I was his age, because I was about twenty six then, that if that's what he was doing, that led him to be like that, which was not like normal forty year olds. Mm. I was interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you like this? Because yeah. this is yeah. this How is can I get that? this is a Western forty. Nah. West and forties like God. yeah, West yeah. and forties my life's over. Uh huh. Yeah, and this yeah, guy like I'm was gone, like, I'm on the downhill. This no. guy's just like I got so much in front of me. It's like this guy, and I was like, I want to be surfing really good when I'm forty or fifty or sixty, and I was like, whatever he's doing, yeah, that appears to be going in yeah. that direction. Yeah. So that that kind of made me. The meditation side didn't actually come till um, probably about three years later, where I became really interested. Mm. And that became more your focus now. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm a strong guy, and I and I do a lot of physical yoga because I I like the physicality, like I like Mm. the challenge, and I've always had that personality. But I'd say from the point of view of seeing changes in my behaviors and putting them against old behaviors, the meditation was the. Yeah. It, was the, it was the hardest thing to do, actually. Yeah. So, do you think that, like, that meditation side of things has taken you in a whole different direction as far as where your past behavior would have taken you and decisions that would have been made from oh, that? Like, for sure. I mean, are you are you on two different sides of the totally different the pole? Like, that just, that yeah. was the like the asana like has kept my body like forty or nearly forty, and I surf as good as I did when I was 20, you know, I mean, things are sore, but my capacity isn't really, my breath capacity is really good, I feel good, yeah. um, but from the mental point of view, I guess what it was, was like, I, I grew up very poor, and a lot of my worth was determined by how good I was at school, and I was always quite physically dominant in sports, and so I was the best at athletics, and I was winning the national champs, and yeah. And that was like a big identity thing. Yeah. And then that all fell apart about 2006 when I was training, training the Commonwealth Games team for cycling and I got chronic fatigue. And that's when I met this guy in 2006 uh, okay, in his yeah. class. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, and I was kind of in a bit of a like, what's the point of anything now? Now. Yeah. And so I sold everything I owned. I had a lot of cycling gear from sponsors and I traveled around the world for about a year. I just went full nomad. Yeah. Like, and I'd sweep yeah, the nomad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was 
living in a tent in Mexico. I was living yeah. off like fifteen bucks a week for like you know I was. Were you were you the happiest you've ever been? Ah, oh, it's an interesting, eh? Like I, I man, you know, I always go through phases where I'm like, I'm feeling like it's time to do that again. Like yeah. I actually would say, if you have the capacity, there's times in your life when I think you, you the best thing you could ever do. It's mm. not escape. It was just. I just needed to reset yeah. what life was back about. Back to basics. Back yeah, to back to basics. I was surfing almost. every day, and I hadn't been surfing for years because I was so focused on the cycling. And at the end of that, I found a book on meditation, and then I remember starting to meditate. And it wasn't until a few years later, and I remember being back in a, in a surf comp, and it was like a national titles, and I'd sort of gotten back into competing again. And my friend won. And I remember when I was younger, my friend would win, and I would be like, yeah, you know, yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. And then he won, and I waited to feel what I used to feel, and it wouldn't come. I was like waiting, and then I just felt real happy for it. Yeah. And I just the envy didn't come. No, and yeah. I was like, it wasn't like I was feeling envy and repressing. I actually just was like, I felt really happy for it. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening to yeah. me, man? Yeah. <laughs> Like it was, the, it was the end of it was the end of my competitive my competitive my competitive bodyboarding career yeah. was destroyed by my meditation. It <laughs> <laughs> totally destroyed because because yeah. I couldn't be like the bastard I had to be. Yeah. And you and and, 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 and in sports you have to be ruthless. Be ruthless. And I could I remember I remember going, I remember like getting to these points where I had to be ruthless, and I couldn't do it anymore. And I was yeah. like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> I've got to find something else. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously, you know, like you've, you've talked about the bread, you've talked about like trying to bring that focus into more Western modern yoga classes and your teaching. And obviously the conversation we just sort of moved into about meditation. So obviously like the things like the breath and the meditation, like why, you know, do you find so much value in it? Because you obviously value it. I do, yeah. And, and to be honest, I probably don't, give myself enough time to do meditation but what I find is that if I feel that I don't have time to do meditation that's exactly when I need to be doing it yeah right? so <laughs> like as soon as that pops into my head I'm like okay and even if it's stopping for five minutes and just focusing on my breath mm. doing things I get quite um I'm, I'm quite pragmatic about things and sometimes when things aren't aligning mm. what I'm doing I get worked up anxiety builds yeah and going into that five minutes for myself will bring me back to center. Um, I'm, I'm more of an extremist when uh, I jump into things when it's time to do something. So I've done three of the vipassanas. Yep. Um, those were pretty difficult for me. Mm, like they were difficult. Painful. Just, but super just, hard. That, that would be like when I did one about God, 2016, I think. That was probably the, the main thing was I had by then, I think about good like six years of meditating or seven mm. years of meditating pretty regularly and I went in and I just wasn't prepared for the physical pain. It's, I mean <laughs> your body is screaming at you. Yeah. yeah it's like you're not moving, you know, yeah. it's easy. It's like, oh it's not easy. Man. Yeah, I, I call it the hour of power. Like you get through that hour and that was it. You and then you gotta psych yourself up to do it again like yeah. an hour later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, and you do get there in the end. It's you amazing what, how you how quick you can grow and Fully focused on something for ten days. Yeah. Um, 
everything's you. Yeah, no, no phones, no reading, no writing, just no communication just, with just anybody. Just talking, just work. Just yeah. work. Um, and I remember coming back outside into the world and I was reset and I was resensitized that quick. I went to the supermarket and I just stopped and I turned around and walked back out and see like the teaching, the lights, the colors. Interesting experience because that was very similar to me was that I've been writing a little bit about this lately about about desensitization and resensitization mm. and that desensitization is actually the primary mechanism of our depression and our suffering and, and the reason that we don't feel happy yeah. because we become desensitized to something which was pleasurable or meaningful or a partner or an experience and then we're constantly up in the ante and so you know it's so so much about face now to up the ante yeah that we need to be up here right yeah so we we're constantly so like you said you come out of the retreat and i remember a similar experience walking down the, the mall area in wollongong and everybody was buying and it's a sunday and frenzy and i was just like yeah i just remember kind of feeling like i was there but i guess i wasn't there in the sense that i was observing mm. and i remember sort of watching it in a very impartial sort of way and just yeah like you said i felt overstimulated mm. like you said like you went to woolies and you're like you know the lights are bright and you know everyone's beeping. the beeping and the lights but you become desensitized yeah but the thing is is that that's still happening to you mm. in your brain yeah but you kind of a part of you is kind of like I don't know, you haven't blocked it, but you've kind of like compartmentalized it. Compartmentalized so you can it. get through all that stuff without being like your brain just so you, exploding you yeah, so you with ex information. You experience like, well, I guess what you're saying is like you experience as a as a stress. Mm. Whereas before you wouldn't really have called it a stress, but probably on a physiological level, it was always a stress. It was always a stress, but we've masked Drive, drive. I remember driving. Yeah. We were coming out of a passenger retreat, getting in my car and driving. And at the start, it was fine. I was coming back from Blackheath and it was cruising. Down, down. And then I started to like hit. Get in the city. And I was yeah. like, Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You get through like Blacktown. Driving is yeah. fucking stressful. And then and you're just like sitting there and people are telling you, Yeah, this and that. Get fucked. And you're like, Whoa, man. It's stressful. I'm not ready for this. I need, I need, a, I need like a decompression. But say, say after those 10 days and you came out, like I remember the big thing when I came out after 10 days and I always surf every day. Yeah. And I remember going in the pool. Yeah. You, you, you I was, resensitized I was, to water. Yeah. I, just I was, to being there. Yeah. And I just felt real lucky. Awesome. I just yeah. I had my board and I was like, I got a board. Yeah. Okay. The waves were okay. They weren't yeah, great. Yeah. I, I can go to the beach and go surfing. And that's fucking everything you needed right then right and you weren't necessarily thinking about things you didn't have or you weren't thinking about the future yeah you were just present you're still you're just there and you go like oh this is perfect i'm here this is great yeah well it's like i i remember like coming out and i you know i was in front of me having a tea or something and then i remember having like a coffee and i and i you know i'm like i'm not in, i have coffee yeah well but you know i might have one like in the morning yeah i remember having a coffee and i was like I like the taste, yeah. you know, but I remember just having it and just being like, it's good. 
Yeah, 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 and then, yeah. And then you know, and, and some days you'll have like you might even have two or three. Yeah, and you just like you just kind of like do. Well, you like you like this, you know, like you 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 you're reading something and you're drinking your coffee. You know, you're not conscious about what you're yeah. eating. Like, and then you don't get the pleasure from it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. Like I, I mean, we we say like when we experienced in the past and 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 something. I was I was watching this woman and she was pushing her kid on a swing. Mm-hmm. And this is like two days ago, I can't remember. And she's she's pushing the kid on the swing. She pushes the swing and then like the swing kind of goes like this. And this and beer and this beer and it's pretty much stopped. Yeah. yeah. She goes like this and then the swing's going and she's like. Yeah. yeah. And then the and the kid's just and the swing stops <laughs> and the kid's just sitting there like. I'm like yeah, well, why am I getting shorted here? And then he pushes it again. <laughs> and I was like... He's like, yo, mom, this isn't how this works. I was like, okay, so that's your baby. Yeah. That, you know, the kid was probably like three or something. And I was like, man, like, how can you feel meaning when you remove yourself from the capacity to ever be able to find that meaning with that? You can't have that meaning with that person when your mind's somewhere else. No. Yeah. There's a, I read a study uh, recently, and the way that parents of newborns are pushing the pram or the, on the yeah. phone, and the baby's there, you have this dead face at your phone, and the baby's always looking at your face to learn ah, expressions, so it understands when you're upset, when you're mad. So, so they're not learning, like, social Yeah, because the parent's face is just, like, straight. Yeah, Botox will do that Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Most of us look at the mum and be yeah. like, "Are you happy? Are you sad? Don't yeah. tell." Like, yeah. Yeah. What? You do. You see what you want so to do with the Botox face. Yeah. So you look at all the things. It's not even about how it's affecting our happiness now. It's what it's doing to future generations as well. Probably prudent that we mm. take a step back and look how we're affecting the kids and the things that are happening um, because of our lack of, of presence. And that, you know, that, that's a whole I think we're seeing it though. I think we are seeing it. Yeah, like, we're already seeing the like, repercussions of it. I think we're seeing some of the repercussions. And we haven't seen all of it. No. We won't see that for no. generations. What are they saying? Like, they're saying, like, because I've got a friend who works with autistic children, and I said, is there more diagnosed autism or is there uh, more of it? And he said, yes, there's more diagnosed, but yes. There is more. There's more of it, yeah. and it's like why, you know, like this isn't what well, we don't know why, you know. Is you get the vaccine. You get anti vaxxers and you get all this sort of. But I think it could just be more simple. Yeah. I just think it could be really sort of like things you're talking about, like. Yeah, like they're not getting the in those primary development years. They're not yeah. getting the information and input that they need. From. Is it food? People. It could be food as well. Yeah. It could be like got genetic engineering of predominant amount of food that we're eating. Yeah. Um. There could be all these things like there's dementia uh, and Alzheimer's, like dementia, the same thing. There's more diagnosed cases and there is more of it. And it doesn't match, like, yes, there's the baby boomers which are getting it, but the amount of them is disproportional. Mm. And the thing is, it's like they coincide with the, they're like the generation that were exposed heavily to SSRI inhibitors or antidepressants. Mm. And there's, there's this, um, like, whether antidepressants used over a long period of time may interfere with neurochemistry. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all yeah, 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 there's a, there's a really good chance. 
Tyler Gibson playing right in the bikini shirt with Ryan. It's gonna be every in, for every input. There's gonna be a reaction. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, but I that. I think that's probably what I see. You know, like being uh, you know, sounding like a, an older person now these days. But I would agree with you with. What worries me about modern society is what you've talked about where, like you said, the children aren't learning social cues, mm. but then also what's happening is it's really weird, like we like you know, we can do this podcast and I can put it out there and people are going to watch it and they might share it and they might like it, but also we have this capacity to, to do this, which I think is great. I'm mm. totally down with that. Um, makes the world a smaller place. Mm. But also it seems to come with this price where we're more disconnected from the people right next to us. Yeah. And that's a bit frightening. Yeah. Like it's frightening that two, a couple will be lying in bed on their cell phones. Yeah. Not communicating yeah. with each other. That's, there's, a, there's some really interesting photos that Crawford did. And oh, I've heard of this. Heard they of take this. photos of, of people with their phone, like with, they're doing things with their phone. But then he they edited, got, got he the, edited phone the phone out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they got people are like just standing like this at the bus stop, and there's everybody's just standing like this. The couples laying on bed turned away from each other. How weird yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange thing. It's a strange phenomenon that you know we're going through at the moment. Um, and I think that you know you can you can probably chime in on this is like just taking little steps like to change that. To reconnect to the people around you. Um, thought it was funny. I was at a bar uh, a couple of nights ago. And saw these like two guys on Tinder. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. Surrounded by oh, beautiful women. But right? they were on Tinder. Yeah. Because they didn't want and to I do it. And I was watching. I was watching it, man. <laughs> and like, didn't want to go if I'm if I'm looking at a if I'm looking at a, at a girl like just just face value, like I don't know yeah. anything about him. He was swiping right to like got girls that were not as attractive as the girls standing right next to him that were clearly single, like clearly there. They were there. They were like, or whatever. You know, Whoa. Hey man. This is Lola. This Lola, is... you're coming. You're coming on the last one. Yeah, she, right. she likes. She likes to see what's up. She's a she's a rescue cat. Oh. Lola. She's a curious thing. She's curious. Oh. As they say, curiosity kills the cat. But we... So, so yeah, the, the, the boys are on Tinder and there's some beautiful women around them, but they but they won't, <laughs> you know, and you're just going like, hey, look at this obvious disconnect that's happening in life, and you know, it's almost if you're if you're a man that goes out and actively will approach a woman, yeah, you go up to her, and say, how you doing, man? She's almost freaked out now because she's like, what do you do, like, you know? Are you, are you, are you a fucking psycho killer? Yeah, 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 why are you talking to me, man? I don't know you, like, you don't come up to me, sort of thing. So, yeah, look, it's, it, I think one of the, the keys is, is, like, just with yoga and your practice of yoga, is taking, like, little steps. Like, every yoga class you go to, you improve one little bit, right? You focus on one little thing. So, if it comes back it's to... It's focusing on too many things. Yeah, yeah. So, you come back to the devices and go, like, why don't I use my phone in another room when I go to sleep? Yeah, totally. You know, why don't I get an alarm clock? Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, it's my alarm clock. Well, nah, come on, dude. Yeah. Get it a lot. You know, yeah, you see, you see leave your room. phone in the kitchen, go to sleep in your room. Yeah. If you want to look at it, you have to get out of bed to go to, to the go kitchen. Do it. The, or if you want to keep it in your room, don't make it the first thing you look at when you wake up. Which is common, yeah. It's super. Oh, I catch myself doing it. Oh, I did it. I catch myself doing it. And I'm like, what am I doing? 
Yeah. Like, is this how I want to start yeah. my life? Yeah. And exactly. the other thing that I, I religiously do is I turn my phone off at night. Yeah, I do that. Um, yeah, so many people complain to me. Yeah, but, but hey, unlike my time, it's gonna be fine. Like it's all gonna work itself. Unless out. someone's in hospital. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I will deal with it in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I notice my sleep is much better because I think that I'm not getting like it's not pinging off my head. Part of part of like it's like that thing of you know when you set an alarm to wake you up in the morning to catch a plane like early like three in the morning or mm. four in the morning, but you don't sleep that well because you're a little bit worried about missing the alarm. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. A part of your consciousness is just like kind of awake to maybe someone's going to call yeah so i can't quite rest completely because yeah. yeah. i need to have some sort of alertness mm. about that yeah yeah i would agree with that. Be, it, it's a bit of like sleeping can be a sacred time as well and i think that we should keep it as that mm. you know it's a it's a charging our batteries it's rejuvenating resetting and i think that we should value it as much as possible mm. and have rituals as well yeah for um, sure. also keeping you know a work away from your bedroom as well is, is another thing yeah. that can be quite I, I live in quite little like my place is like a bed it's like a studio mm. and i'm i'm bad like i've tried to create this separate little couch which i do all my work on yeah, yeah. but then i'm like, like end up in bed have a bed on the laptop because yeah, it's comfy yeah, yeah. and then i'm like this is Falling asleep with it on you, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not like I, I wake up and there's like thirty thousand Zs across the page. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like I, I am starting to get a little bit more on the ball. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Well, when I was living in a van, um, I would have like, so I'd have these. It was just a bed, and then I'd have a desk in there, and different van than what I have now. But it was some place. I, I got to a point where. Um, I had to create rituals within my everyday life because I couldn't control the things outside of the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always weird things happening, you know, like I would be in the van, someone broke into it while I was in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like I'm just like, what are you doing? I'm in the van. Like it's cool if I wasn't in the van. Yeah, I get but that, I'm but in, I'm in the I'm van. In the like, dude, I'm here. Like, do you want to do you want to renege? Do you want to like come? Do you want to back? Like, what do you want to do? Like, push and reset? What? But um, I would always create rituals where I would like get out of the van and I would go and do my work somewhere specifically. And I yeah, would say, I think of this, I go, they'll go to places that are their workstations. Yeah, and, and I would keep like consistent cafes like my workstation. Yeah. Or even have like a but if you certain days of the week where I go to a certain place. Yeah. And I go, as as you buy, like, and I go to specific, yeah, cool. yeah, they know, they're a repeat customer. Yeah. And um and then and then try to limit my time as well. Like I got my work at nine to twelve. Yeah, and, and then that, and that, force, 12, that forces you oh to not God, take a home. Could, I could go twelve thirty nine. Like, no, 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 just put it away. It's like a normal job. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And just switch off. Um and in the van, I'd always create structure as well because again, outside there's no structure. Yeah. So in there would be you know I'd have certain places for everything. Um and it's quite kind of interesting when you get into this really small space. You realize things you don't really need. You don't have space for them, so you mm. don't come along. Um, it's really, your van's basically like a big backpack. You know, mm. as you're traveling around. So yeah. you just yeah, it's like it's very obvious pretty quickly when you're carrying something, which mm. is not having a utility. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we moved in. We were living in a, a bus recently, and mm. we had all everything in the bus, and we had enough space for that. As soon as we got a little warehouse and kitchen space, 
what do we do? We have more glasses. We, we get more stuff. We have more stuff. We fill it. We fill Whatever it. we have, we fill it. You know, and you travel with a 30 liter bag. That works, right? Yeah. And then if you get a 45 liter bag, you're like, oh, because I don't want the 31 to be like so crammed. But then you just put more. You just it. cram the 45, right? <laughs> and you're like, I did that. And you're just like, like, shit, man. I just got heavier. And I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like I used to travel with like a yoga mat and yoga blocks, and now I'm like I don't take my yoga mat. I'll just film. someone will have the mat. Like maybe I don't need a mat completely. Like yeah, yeah. Like I definitely agree with yeah utility. Yeah, for sure. Certain things. What um when you travel, what are like your must haves with you when you're going? Oh man, well this era. Heavy. Your hammock, your laptops, your... shit like that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I do some a lot of work stuff more online than I ever used to since I stopped nursing. But laptop, phone, cards, a couple of boards. If I need a wetsuit, yeah, a basic set of clothing. I can always buy shit. Mm. Um, realistically, that's about. Yeah, because I'm kind of like okay, I can purchase more clothes as I go, especially up in places like Indonesia where it's relatively cheap. Um, if you get a yoga mat, most of the places where I'm out teaching yoga and stuff, I can get yeah, something. Yeah, borrow. A borrow. Yeah. Um, boards. I like nice boards, so I always have my have my yeah. boards with yeah. me. Like I have like renting surfboards with me. Nah, like I never so a couple of good surfboards with me. Um, stuff to deal with it if they get broken, I can fix them. Yeah. And that's pretty much like, so it's interesting, like, kind of what were my values? My values were being able to connect mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. My values were... So that is that come with, like, cards? Is that something you take cards with? You're talking about should, that connection with the other people. I should do that. But more, more like this, this, is, this is my ability to connect to people in the world, friends who I'm visiting, who I'm not visiting, who I'm away from. And then my boards allow me to do stuff that I enjoy. And then the rest of it is kind of like, that's interesting, I like clothes. I'll take the basics, but, you know, I'm not, I've never been like, take a lot of clothes person. Yeah, yeah. And even shoes, like, I just, I can buy some shoes if these ones break. Mm. So it kind of reorganized what was important for me, which was an ability to connect to people, like, even if they weren't in front of my face, yeah. and to set up to connect to mm. people in in front of my face in the future. Yeah. And then uh, basically being able to carry out activities of which I enjoy. Mm. And that was kind of it. I was kinda of like that that would be kind of like if you if I had to leave my house tomorrow, the boards are coming with me, the suits are coming with me, my laptop, my phone and my wallet's coming with me and my passport. Maybe my drum, the rest can the rest is we can, replaceable. We it out. It's yeah. replaceable. It's yeah. replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's replaceable. I um, I met a guy really inherently with these border guys when we were traveling. I said, you know, we've been doing it. Maybe they take a an annual three months trip or something. Yeah. Or maybe they're just you know, old guys in Central America. Yeah. Just, just traveling. They're in, you know, yeah, they're in, Guata, they're in Guatemala, uh, Lake Acton, yeah, like yeah. living there for I don't know how many years. You know, they're like local legends of sorts. Yeah. But um, I met this, this older guy and I struck up a conversation and I said, you know, you never, you'll never fully travel and immerse yourself until you leave your phone, a camera, 
leave it all behind. Uh, everything. Yeah, like leave it behind. I, I would yeah. agree. And, and it was like... Because you're completely, you're completely disconnected. Yeah, from it, yeah and then you're forced to like physically be there in that spot. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. There's times when I go into, if I get somewhere, I get to a hospital or something, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just get on my phone or like chat with some people at home. But if you didn't have your phone? If I didn't have my phone, then I either have to go internal and just kind of be with myself, which mm-hmm. is cool. Or, or have a conversation. Play play some backgammon, play, you know, some pot, just with whoever, whoever you know. And, and, and to be honest, I know what I'll get more out of is to connect. That Sometimes it's harder at the start, mm. but then when you finish, it's like you can feel that it was more meaningful. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like time, I, time slowed down a bit. When you were there, you created that experience. Mm-hmm. You, you became part of what's going on instead of someone on peripheral yeah. you know, sitting there. Um, and so I've always found it, I was just in the last probably two or three years stopped caring about the social media and like where I'm at and this and that. Like yeah, yeah. People kind of know where I'm at if they care and if they don't. They'll find you. Hard, okay? They're bad to find um, So I'm, you know, I appreciate, one thing I, I have uh, been appreciating is uh, Facebook memories a lot. So it's like this day ten years ago you were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Like that's that was pretty much on message that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photo. How you going? Somewhere in Romania or whatever. When I was there, and you know we did this activity. Um, I'll say there's one thing I, I I do appreciate about the social media, but other than that, like I'll you know take photos for myself. Um, but I in the back of my mind I have this uh this inclination to just you know get get the old brick Nokia and. We stayed and, the uh, I used to have one of the bricks and it was just go traveling with that, you know, and, and maybe like a mm-hmm. maybe even just like a like a crappy tablet or something, just if I go to find hostels or something. So I don't need to go and use somebody else's computer or whatever. But yeah. just something like really, really basic. Actually, I used to have a tablet and a Nokia brick. There you go. And now yeah. my tablet's gone and I've got this thing which is essentially my tablet and my phone in one. But I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> Like it's it's functional. I put that in my pocket. It's a great camera. I, it's a great it's camera. A, I can do this. So I have to. But I also think like I now get pulled in a lot easier than used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like it's just yeah. so accessible. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it's it's all about. Uh, we can't completely disconnect. It's not the world we live in today. Um, we we also need to. I think we also as humans need to contribute to society in some way. So just going and traveling and just going like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, fuck, fuck everyone around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're here for a purpose. It's pretty important things are. We all have to, like, someone's got to fucking pick up the trash. Someone has to clean the toilets. Someone has to be the banker. Somebody has mm. to be the baker. Mm. You know, we can't just go, oh, well, I just, you know, live in, off of, in, a, in a developing country. It's super cheap. And ex- serve every exploit day. every day. Yeah. <laughs> You can, but you're kind of like living off other people in a sense, you know, and you're kind yeah. of like living this entitled, I'm, this is my opinion, no, yeah, it's kind it's, of like it's an pretty, entitled It's quite entitled because you're, you're able to live, like, yeah. you, you can live off, maybe you've got 30k in the bank, and you can just bleed it out yeah. over like a decade or something yeah. if you're in this super cheap ass yeah. place, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they can't do that, No, you know, they don't have that capacity. Where, um, where do the people in the developing countries go and do that? They don't. 
they don't get to work every day. Yeah, you yeah, know, they don't get to. Work. We yeah. can do that, and so we love to want to do that. But then, and it's great to do it. it I think we should do it because we like the thing. If you have the capacity to do something, it means that you can do it. But it's also responsibility to yeah. do it ethically, and it's just like you know. Well, what I think it's always like I've got this thing of like it's not what you do, but why you do it. Mm. So if you can do something because it's possible, then you should do it. But if you're doing it for an ulterior reason to escape something or to yeah. not deal with something yeah. or, you know, there's something that you're unwilling to look at. And, and it's okay for a bit. It's right for right? a bit. Yeah. And so you're, you're always going to have to come back to it. It's always going to be there. Yeah, you're you going to have to address back. it at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's with the, call it a comic boom comic boom and like travels and meet people that are probably in some sort of escapism yeah you can see that and i and i can see it because like i'm in it too you know and i'm like yeah but it always gets brought to my attention because i want to have the conversation and be fair yeah you're both in that place yeah and um one thing was when i was um getting to to when i would get too close to women i would go travel (laughs) <laughs> that, was my, yeah, like, that was my reason, you know. I'm out. Like, it's, too, was, it's too serious. Yeah, I'm out. yeah. <laughs> I just go travel, you know, and that, that was, and I just kind of took a step back. I'm like, oh, really? that's interesting. Why do I do that? Why do I do it? Yeah, Why? Because um, you know, insecurity, yeah. validation, yeah. craving validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in a, getting into a more committed relationship, you get less outside validation. Yeah. Therefore, you're like, oh shit, am I worthy of, you know, yeah, this yeah. Um, so it's, it's a, I like a really interesting concept when you do go travel and then when you travel, you're like kind of just free and then you meet all these people and everybody's like really ready to just, you know, like get a bit wild and stuff. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'm learning is, uh, as I've gone through traveling and living in vans, um, and being super transient is enjoying setting light roots mm. into a place mm. and really getting involved um, and really finding instead of like feeling like I need to go somewhere to find like my kind of people mm. like really seeking them out in the space in the space, in the space that, that I am as opposed to that place will be the place where they are yeah, they're there. yeah. and if Why it's not, not in this place can I create a community and environment where the weirdos want to come mm. and do mm. you know like do some funky stuff Mm. Um, in whatever capacity that is. Yeah, that's um, I went to Burning Sea last week and there was 4,500 uh, people there and, and graduated radical self-expression, mm. gifting. Um, a lot of people I'm sure are aware of what it is. And the common thing that I kept thinking was like, this is great, mm. but this is just one week out of the year. Yeah. And, and what, what, like, was it just a party to me? Was it just like, oh, let's just do a bunch of drugs and, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. get wild? It's like, no, nah, actually, bring this mentality back to it with me. Hmm. And then start doing it in your life. And bring it into my life. And then, like, just gently start to put that out there, just plant seeds hmm. with the community around and see what happens. Like, like open people's experience up. I've noticed the week that I've been back, um, I've connected with a lot of new people mm. that I kind of would see every day, like walk past mm. them, you know, um, and I've been able to sort of 
like let stuff go dude yeah and like kind of just like kind of like take one step back from like all this craziness that's happening around me and just view it from the outside a second and be like what do i want to get involved with what do i want to get upset about what do i want to what what do I want to let go and detach from mm. and from that from that removed point of view I can see things a lot clearer yeah as well yeah, and just looking at things from like a humanitarian point of view mm. you know and just like what people need how can I give that to them for all the people that you know kind of circle around me in a daily life yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so even with traveling I think it's important to go somewhere what can you pick up what can you that's very cool. So I might I might wind us wind us down. I think it's a yeah. good it's a good finish. That's a me. good that's a good that's a good because uh, I wanted to finish off some sort of knowledgeable wisdom from Boston. So that's a good like recent knowledgeable wisdom from Boston. I think people can take home. Definitely. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks heaps for your time, man. It's been very good to like just learn more about people and people's views. So. See you later. Thanks, guys. Oh, damn it, I'll close.